0: All right, I'm here with Saxon Panchik for best hour of their day. Welcome, Saxon. Hey, thank you for having me. So, Saxon, obviously a a big year for you, coming in ninth at the CrossFit Games. Like I just told you, we don't dive too much into games, competition, and all that stuff. But I have a couple questions for you. And to me, the most important question was, all right, you and Noah head-to-head, five cleans. At 295. Did you plan on that slide in?
1: I so with that slide in, I was I was ready for it. Um I knew he was just coming off that workout and he actually pulled me to the side as we were walking over and he goes, Hey, take it easy on me, bro. <laughs> i was like, Whoa bro, listen, if I lose to you after you went over and you just jumped to 365 and you beat me, I'm gonna be in some trouble. <laughs> um so I was like I felt pretty good about it and um going into that I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna power it. I don't know what's gonna happen I tried to power that first one and it just pushed me down and I struggled getting out of the hole in the first one um and then for those four reps after that I was like all right full commitment like squat clean stand it up right into that don't step away from the bar and he was able to power through um but earlier in that day we did the sprint event and I had the chip timer on my right foot so like I was so used to like skipping in right foot and of course that felt just like a sprint event and i skipped in with my right foot but the chip was on my left foot um and ended up losing by uh, 0.06 i think or something like that
0: so really with those chip timers you have to be on top of it that could Im- impact mm-hmm. how you finish an event not just in time but in your preparation like noah clearly knew which foot to slide yeah or, you know or maybe he got lucky but yeah for, for all events, are you? is there some awareness to when I cross that line, this foot has to be first?
1: Yeah, typically, they're, they're always asking for your left foot. And then for the sprint event, I was like, hey, I'm going to put this on my right foot. I ended up switching it on my right because I felt more dominant with that. Um, but yeah, that's something you definitely have to be mindful of. Um, I feel like normally in crossfit events, it never comes down to less than a second. But, you know, there's always those rare cases that, you know, the fans are going to get a show and they're going to see it really close and they do have to go to the chip timers. Um, and I think that was just kind of one of those moments, but you know, I got to be happy with it. The same thing happened in the sprint event. I think I beat someone by 0.06, um, in a sprint event and I won it there. And then I was, I lost it later in the evening. So it's like, you got to give and take a little bit.
0: So you're not beating yourself up over it.
1: No, no, no. And you know what, that, that, that was a moment that, um, whenever we did cross the finish line, it wasn't like a, I beat you or like, Like, whatever happens, like, I'm here to beat you. It was like, no, like, you know, we grabbed each other, we gave each other a hug, and it was like, you know, just kind of embracing that moment of, like, hey, like, we did this, we're here competing and kind of enjoying the process.
0: It wasn't long after that event before your buddy John Woolley had you as a meme on Make Wads Great Again. (laughs) Now, you know, you may not be aware, myself and my partner in Best Hour of their Day, Jason Fernandez, are the other two people sitting there, Cause we were judging the two lanes beside you. Yeah. So it was really cool to be a, that close to you guys. And I was, I was surprised at how well you kept up considering, like you said, you were squat cleaning every rep. I was like, okay, third rep. No, is going to pull away. Cause he's power cleaning, mm-hmm. but you just, you know, stayed steady and consistent and still almost beat him with that extra range of motion.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, um, going through all of those pulling movements, you know, we did, we, I think we cleaned, we both got an attempt at 365. So like, I knew my pulling strength was going to be gone, not just from that, but we did uh, Mary the day before that. So like even warming up in the back, I was like, 315 was coming up. And I mean, it felt like 335, 345. And like, I knew my pull was gone, but my legs were feeling good. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to let my, that load carry in my legs a little more. And, um, I think longevity in that workout. Um, especially the tiebreaker was going to be in the legs. And I knew my pulling strength probably wasn't there. So last thing I wanted to happen was try and power it and then miss a repetition. Um, I just figured if I could stay consistent throughout all five of those repetitions, that I'd be just fine.
0: So I had Logan Collins on last week. He came in 13th this year and I was talking to him cause I judged him on Mary and yeah. he got 21 rounds plus and having done Mary, you know, I've been involved in CrossFit since 2007. Having done Mary probably 10 times, my best score being around 17 rounds. Yeah. But, but for me, 17 rounds, I was like, okay, I think I have rhabdo. Like, I'm messed up. <laughs> for day. How, how sore were you after doing that many reps?
1: Oh, I was there too.
0: Because <laughs> he uh, made it sound like he was fine the next day. Were you Were you feeling, Mary? It wasn't the
1: next day. It was the day after that. It was the, the, the doms, the delayed on muscle soreness I felt. Uh, it was more Monday. Uh, Whenever it was a full day to rest, it was rolling over in bed. And I was like, I can't roll on my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That on top of doing those pegboards, then we pretty much swam 2,000 meters with just our arms. Um, That just slowly started to build up more and more throughout the end of the weekend. um, That's that's how we train is building volume and being able to push through that rather than like, hey, like maybe I'm going to start failing repetitions. Like, I'm so used to pushing myself to failure in training that I know exactly what that's going to feel like.
0: So I'm 41 and I train in jujitsu as well as CrossFit. And yesterday we had like a really incredible hard session of wrestling, like standing up, taking down. And I'm wrecked today. (laughs) Does, do you ever get that feeling at 23? Like, is there an amount of volume that can leave someone at your age at your fitness level feeling beat up like an old man, like I do?
1: I Listen, listen. After I, I was walking really slow down the stairs after after the CrossFit Games.
0: So you feel it? You you're sore. You're not invincible.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything but. Uh, you know that was something I took away from the games. Was I, I don't think my volume was as high as it has been um, last year, even just previous years in any type of competition that I went into. Um, what I did whenever I came back from the CrossFit Games last year, I looked at the events, not just that year, but even the two years prior. And majority of the events were set up as like 21, 15, 9, 30 muscle-ups. I think we only did like four rope climbs. And I felt like it was more of a spectator. Um, Majority of the events were spectator events. And it was about who can put the throttle down. And even the CrossFit Open was like that this year where it was, you know, I wasn't too gassed after it. It was a lot of high-skilled movements, lower repetitions, and who can just put that pedal to the floor. And um, I took that. And that's how I trained this year. Um, which I think was a great thing, especially with the cuts, because I knew that I could push those, push the threshold of like, hey, what my body's capable of. But by the end of the weekend, I felt like my volume wasn't as high as it could have been. Um, and that's something I'm, t- I'm learning that into my training for next year. Um, so I definitely felt like I might have been a little more sore than some of the other athletes, but that's just something you kind of live and you learn.
0: I have two sisters you know, very close relationship with them, but we've never been a part of sports together. You know, I I grew up wrestling. My other sister was involved in like crew and my younger one's just really smart. So I can't even imagine what it's like being competitive with your brothers, let alone at the top of a sport, you know, with one of them in the top 10. Is there, does that help you you know, does it carry you through more so than the other eight competitors there knowing your brothers beside you? Like you have like a teammate or is it just, I still got nine competitors next to me?
1: It's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, you know, sitting in the back, it's, you know, we have these conversations of how are you going to approach this? Um, have you ever done anything like this? Like, what do we expect to feel? And like, knowing that you, you have someone back there that you can trust, rather, if you're talking to some of the other competitors, uh, they'll tend to mess with a lot of the younger athletes or a lot of the new rookies coming in where it's like, you won't try and hold on to all these repetitions? Like, what's the plan here? Um, and they'll be like, I think you should hold on. Um, and they'll kind of mess with it and you, you can't really tell if they're like being serious or not. So like I try and avoid having those conversations with those other athletes of like how they're going to approach a workout because I've trained so differently than any of them. And you know, if we all approach it the same way, like we're probably all gonna get the same results. Um, so like having Scott back there, it's someone I know that I can trust as you know what this workout's going to feel like how is he going to approach it and how is it different than what i'm going to do and then we can actually see you know which one worked which one didn't work and take that back to your training and you fix it
0: so give me the who's the worst back there at kind of like trying to get in your head and outside of your brother who's the who's the nicest who do you trust the most outside of scott
1: um i would probably say the per- if, if i were to talk to anyone else about uh, approaching a workout it'd probably be ben smith um, again, he, he, I would look at him like a brother, too. He's very relate- relatable because he has um, Alec and he has Dane. And um, he kind of knows what it's like having younger brothers. And, you know, I see him and Scott take a lot of the younger athletes under their wing as like, hey, like, this is what you can expect. and um, Kind of making them feel more comfortable back there rather than like outcast. Um, as for everybody else, a lot of the other athletes are kind of like just keeping the the mood light and messing around with each other.
0: It, it Would there come a point in time, all right, you and Scott, you know, going into the last event, five points separate you first and second, does the trust stay there or is that okay at this point to be competitive and mess with each other?
1: Um uh, it, it would never, I don't think it would ever come down to messing with each other. It's going to come down to just who's fitter. Um uh, You're going to approach it that way. I might approach it a different way and we're going to see which way is better. And maybe you should have listened to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, so you have your third brother, Spencer, your twins, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, it was always hard to tell twins apart. Yeah. Now, now the big different differential between you two is one's a games athlete, right? Yeah. Outside of, outside of the fact that one of you is now considered a games athlete and one hasn't made it. What's the biggest difference between you two?
1: Um, I, that's, that's a tough question because we're such different athletes. Um, and how we train and even how we compete, like, Spencer would be someone that I wouldn't go to, like, "Hey, Spence, how are you going to approach this workout?" Because I can guarantee, guarantee it, every single time he's going to be like, "I'm going to go full send, and I, I, I'm coming out hot." <laughs> and he does that, he, and he does that every workout. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And uh, you know, no matter what, if you tell him to pace it out, he's going to come out hot every single time. Uh, but I would say, as athletes, that's what separates us the most.
0: So my two, two of my best friends growing up were twins. We're on the wrestling team. I would say once a week wrestling practice would turn into a full-blown fist fight between the <laughs> two of them. When was the last time you and Spencer got into a fist fight?
1: Nah, uh, um, I mean, we've never got into a fist. I mean, we've wrestled, but uh, we actually wrestled in high school before we got into CrossFit. And we started um, training with a wrestling team whenever we first moved out here, because that was something we wanted to pursue before we kind of realized we wanted to do CrossFit. So like, I'd probably say the last time we got into it was at wrestling practice, and the coaches and the athletes um, always wanted to see me and Spence wrestle, and it was like no one would ever get pinned. I mean, we would go like seven to ten minutes until, like, we were just like, all right, we're done.
0: (laughs) Is is wrestling one of the best sports to prepare you for CrossFit? Absolutely.
1: Um, I I think mentally and physically it prepares you um, to be a better athlete in CrossFit but not just that but it teaches you how to win and it teaches you how to accept. if if you as you said you wrestled you know, you know how bad that feeling is whenever you lose in wrestling um and it, and it, and it taught me that from a young age and I've wrestled since I think I was like 5 years old and I hate, I hated to lose <laughs> um but I'd say that's like one of the biggest things I I've taken away from
0: that is is losing in a crossfit workout a little less emotionally challenging like to me losing a wrestling match is that person imposed their will like they beat me as another man yeah (laughs) crossfit it's like it you know while they beat you it doesn't feel so much like they they dominated you
1: yeah yeah i think in crossfit you're able to kind of give it a hey you won this one i'll beat you in the next five uh (laughs) rather wrestling it's kind of like hey you just took my manhood away from me (laughs)
0: Wait. What what do you do? I you mean, at tw- you're 23, right? And mm-hmm. what do you do mm-hmm. for mindset? That's something we get asked a lot for coaches. What what do you do to prepare for mindset? Be it in a workout, go to the games at sanctional events. Do you have a specific training?
1: Yeah. um So I, I I've been over this last year. I pushed myself to go out and push myself out of my comfort zone, and I think this was the most events I've ever done. I mean although there were sanctionals and we were kind of forced to have to do that, it was something that I really wanted to do was to get out and experience that. And, um, in, in January it was my first competition that I've done by myself without having another pantry there. And it was just me. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about Scott or Spencer, or, like where they were going to be, but it was, you know, I had the full responsibility of, um, whatever my destiny was like, I had to own that. Um, and going into that mentally, I was thinking like, hey, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to compete. I'm here to win. And what I noticed was I, that was, I think that ended up being like one of my worst competitions because I wasn't having any fun with it. Um, I felt miserable. Like the, the workouts were really cool. And like if I would do them now, I'd be like, oh, these workouts are fun. These are amazing. Like they created such a good show. Um, but instead of that, I went in there with the blinders on and I was just like, get down, get dirty, let's get to work. And um, that's not what CrossFit's about and at the games this year I was trying to soak up every minute and ever since then I was like I need to make sure like at some point throughout that workout take a moment look around and just smile and embrace what you're doing and that's that I've taken that into every single event since Miami and I think mentally that's the biggest thing that I've changed and I think that's what allows me to keep things fresh in the sport.
0: Yeah that's got to be challenging too you work so hard and it's probably not very enjoyable when you're in the middle of a workout it's just a lot of suffering so yeah. finding those brief spots of this is what it's all about what I mean every, it it seems to me at least all of the competitors were super grateful for the fans this year mm-hmm. and you know I I was judging I think it was Will who was pulled up with like a hamstring injury yeah. during the split dumbbell workout you yep. know and, I, and Noah came beside him and he said do it for the people you know, meanwhile, Will's like my hamstrings torn, but you know, he's (laughs) doing his best effort to, to still give something out to the people. Yeah. Okay. So you own Cliffside with your brother, Spencer. Mm -hmm. I, I was looking at your site and you mentioned you got involved in CrossFit after a hiking accident almost 10 years ago.
1: Correct. Yeah. And, um, I, I'll just go into a little bit with that. I'm sure that was probably the next question. Uh, yeah, That that, that kind of set the foundation of how we got into CrossFit, not just Spencer and I, but our entire family. Uh, we were about 10 years old, and we were in a park with about five of our friends, and one of the girls we were with, uh, Path, ended up giving way, and she fell off a 75-foot cliff, and I decided to try and go down and help her, and I ended up slipping, and then Spence tried to go another way. He ended up falling off a 100-foot cliff, and uh we were all sitting on this ledge, and um, we ended up getting um, airlifted out of there and um, taken to the hospital. But after that, like we were we were into wrestling, football, soccer, baseball, like we were playing pretty much any sport that we could, and um, with our head injuries from that accident, uh, our doctors prevented us from playing any type of contact sports, so we were stuck out, like not able to move for a good six months and, um, over that summer we needed to kind of slowly get back into some physical activity. And my dad was actually doing CrossFit at the local YMCA. And um, he actually found a gym near us. And he put our whole family up in a car. And we ended up going down to CrossFit Pittsburgh. And, you know, that's kind of where everything started.
0: So, first of all, you are only 13 at that time, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, that must have been a traumatic experience. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, and it was escalated because you and your brother were pretty heroic then trying to save your friend. Yeah. So kudos to you for that. And then your your father finds CrossFit. Is that before Scott? Was that the same time that Scott found it as well?
1: Yeah. So um, he was actually there. And like I said, he was with us whenever we would go down there. And this was before we knew anything about, like, you could even compete in CrossFit. We've never heard of the CrossFit Games and any of that. I, th- I think this was two 2000- thousand. 10 nine or 10 um and this was before we ever heard any of that and um, scott ended up finishing college and he moved out to mentor for a teaching job and a coaching job and he's like hey i'm gonna do this crossfit open and he ended up winning the first workout which was seven minutes of burpees oh yeah. i remember that workout i did in my yeah <laughs> and he's like hey i qualified for regional we were like, okay cool we'll come watch and you know we got the watch it's like rich dan Graham Holmberg and all these guys compete with Scott And um, whenever I was first watching there I was like Scott you better qualify I want a vacation to California <laughs> <laughs> um, and he ended up qualifying for the CrossFit Games and we ended up flying out to California and watching him compete and after watching that that year I was like I want to do this
0: but but meanwhile did you guys think like this is a big deal or was it like hey he's good at this exercise thing
1: I had I had no idea um, even what it was. And then it was after the games I came back and I started watching all these YouTube videos with Rich and Jason. And they were kind of talking about CrossFit. And I was like, these guys, I think I was like 10 or 12, 10, 11, 12, something like that. I was like, these guys look like Greek gods. <laughs> I was like, I want to look like that. And um, ended up coming back. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this.
0: And do you remember the first crossfit workout you did do you remember the the first workout that your father he brings you to the y or, or crossfit pittsburgh do you remember your first workout
1: i do it was fight gone bad
0: so your father doesn't like you is that the deal he made you do fight <laughs> <gone>? <laughs>
1: No, it was it was actually um they did they programmed it at crossfit pittsburgh and that was the first workout we went in and they they just stuck it to us
0: <laughs> how fast or how long did it take you to be fitter than your father
1: he kicked my butt he he kicked my butt especially on the row until i was about 16 and like he just embraced it and he would like wouldn't even let us try and win i mean he would just like
0: full-on just crush us do you you remember that point in time where you're where you i mean scott's probably pretty fast you know he's at that age but you're you know teenager do you remember when you were like dad i'm better than you now
1: um yeah, it was whenever I could beat him on a rower.
0: <laughs> that was it. That was the moment no. where you're like, "It's over."
1: Yeah, because I, it was just—it was all—it was always that. And I was like, if "I
0: can beat him on a the rower, then I can beat him in anything." <laughs> does your dad make an effort to qualify for the Masters? Happens. It happens. Uh,
1: he does a lot, really, just to kind of support us, and um, whether that's picking up classes in the gym and um, making sure that we're able to do everything we can to qualify for the games.
0: Speaking of, so let's go, let's talk a little bit about the gym. A couple questions I have. You guys are both listed as level one trainers. Yes. Why haven't you taken your level two?
1: Um, I want to, I'm kind of just waiting until that level one. And I, I want to slowly increase that up further and further. Um, it's just a matter of like being able to set the time aside to do that. Um, I I love being able to learn more and more. It's just a matter of like figuring out the right time to do that. Especially now with the CrossFit season, there's no good time to do anything, and it's just something that I need to plan and I need I need to do it.
0: So, I'm sure you could reach out to to Dave Castro and he'll take care of you at uh level two now. But that's an interesting point. You know, you used to have some time off when it came to the season. The Open would kind of be the kickoff, and now it's – I mean, there's sanctionals, a lot of Palooza qualifiers happening this week, I believe. How does that impact you yeah. as a box owner?
1: Um, as a box owner right now, we're, we're prepping our members to be ready for the Open. So um, a lot of gyms will do cycles of, like, whether it's squatting cycles, I like to think of it as cycles is like, Hey, we're getting ready for the open. The open requires a ton of intensity. So we're pulling back on the weights a little bit and we're focusing on cranking up our intensity a little bit. Maybe it's one workout a day with maybe a little strength. Where we're going to be building a little bit of volume in our legs. Um, but we're really pushing people to push that intensity. That way they're going to be able to do that for the open and um, for the games. Whenever I'm training for the games, they're always a week behind. So I I always think it's super important to have a purpose for your training. So whenever I was training for the games, it was more workouts, longer workouts, higher volume. And I try and I'm always trying to constantly vary how they're training and the workouts that they're doing that way. It's never predictable. And we're testing all of those uh, metabolic pathways and um, just trying to create as much variety as
0: we can. So training with your brothers probably has a ton of benefits. What's, What's the biggest benefit of owning a business with your brother?
1: Yeah. um, It would have been very challenging to qualify for the games this year um, if it wasn't for him. And that was something I I knew it was trying to figure out when's the right time to open up a gym. And I I felt comfortable that, hey, I would be able to run it on my own. It's just a matter of getting it started. Um, And CrossFit was obviously having a transition year with what they were going to do with the CrossFit games and um, how they were going to structure it. And I was like, if they're transitioning into this, then we there, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to transition from being a coach to being a box owner. Um, so as we started to open up our business, I, I don't think I trained at all from October till December. And all of my emphasis was, hey, this is a time to set up my gym, our gym, Spencer and I's gym, our gym together and figure out how we're going to run it. And then once we get this up and running, we have a full six to eight weeks to be ready for the open. But let's just make sure that when we open this, we have everything organized. We know exactly what we're going to do. And it's almost like we can step in as not just a box owner, but more as a coach and um, a mentor for these people coming in and made it easy because if I was to do this on my own, you can't just bring coaches on right away um, because you have, you have no clients, you have no income. So Spencer was doing all of the morning classes. I was doing all of the evening classes. So it was kind of as if I was still playing a role as a coach in my brother's gym but obviously spencer and i were owning it we were growing it together
0: you know and i think a misconception out there is games athletes in the past that have owned boxes you have like jason kalipa and obviously ben smith and a handful of others you know it's they think you're just going to open your doors and because you're a games athlete you're going to be flooded with members it's i assume you still have the same challenges of any box owner and maybe you have a little more credibility because you can say hey by the way he's one of the You know, he's the ninth best at this in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I would say in majority of CrossFit gyms, I would say a good 85% of the people that walk through that door have never heard of the CrossFit games or know what it is and do they care about it? Now, um, I think a lot of people care about how you're coaching and the product that you're bringing in that's one thing like we put a lot of emphasis on is, and, and I don't want people to think of me as a CrossFit games athlete. I want people to look at me as like, Hey, this is a great coach and he's going to get me very far uh, with my fitness goals. And that's what we really push towards people as like, Hey, what are your goals? And let's make this happen. And let's figure out how we can make it happen. And I think that's the best way to grow your business. And I think that's the best way for them to go, the, your members to go out and tell their friends that, and I think that's how we were able to grace grow so quickly, not, Hey, I'm a CrossFit
0: Games athlete. Like you should be in my gym. One thing I noticed on your website that I fully back is the fact that you guys are closed on Sundays. Yeah. You know, having on three affiliates I've opened, you know, I had a box that was open 365 be it, you know, any major holiday didn't matter. Yeah. And then I realized I need time off and my members actually mm-hmm. need time off. Is was it, an easy decision for you to say hey we're going to be open six days a week closed on Sundays and do you think that's something you'll carry forward forever
1: yeah that's something I'll always carry with whatever gym I'm running forever I think that's super important one uh, and and for multiple reasons one it's going to keep people fresh Um, as an athlete me trying to be in the gym every single day and actually work out very hard every single day you're not going to make it very far you're going to burn out and you're going to kind of lose your drive you never want to lose lose that as a business owner or as an athlete, and that's not just for me, but for anyone that's walking in the door. And by me being able to do that, I'm taking care of these people, and I'm going to keep their drive in there, and that's almost going to force them to appreciate the time that they are in there. And um, with the workouts that I'm having these people do, that I'm programming, they're not going to want to be in there any other days than those five days. Most people are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we do an open gym where people can make stuff up or I'll work with some people individually in there. And then we'll go Friday, Saturday, Saturday as we typically do team workouts where it's something fun. Um, and then Sundays we'll go off and like most of the time by Thursday and Saturday, people are wrecked and they're like, Hey, I, I, I don't want it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Please close. Cause that, <laughs> if, if you're open, they will feel guilty for not coming in. So it's almost like mm-hmm. you're doing them a favor.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, I think the more the more you give people time in there, I think the more that they want to do. And that's just from me always being in the gym all my life. It's like it's very easy for me to just jump up on the rings after you know doing a hundred pull ups. And like it's it's an easy way to tweak something. And um, the more we're able to do that, and the more we're able to limit people to just the program that we're creating, and then anything that they want to do to get better at, um, we always want to supervise them to keep them healthy.
0: What's one thing? the average athlete you know we get thousands of downloads on this podcast and most of them are just your standard go to the box people what's one thing they can do starting immediately that will get them better at crossfit
1: yeah uh you look at the you look at the um crossfit pyramid it starts with nutrition um uh, nutrition is super important um that alone and i see it with a lot of people that come in and, and i'm just like hey cut any type of pop or soda out and just see what happens Um, I've seen a guy just lose 20 pounds by just cutting, cutting soda out and by just fixing that first, you're able to see, Hey, if I can clean my nutrition up now, imagine if I add some physical activity to that, like what's going to happen. And it just works its way all the way up that pyramid.
0: How many calories would you say you consumed on average during the CrossFit games? (laughs) Not enough.
1: (laughs) I felt like I was on a liquid diet. Um, that was, that was something that I realized that I need to change after this year was I was doing a lot of shakes. I was doing a lot of like kind of like carb, like oatmeal packets and um, dried fruit. and I was not eating enough. And I think if you look at my performance, you could see that over the weekend. And, you know, this is stuff I need to admit. I need to look at it and I need to fix it. Um, so as soon as I came back, I talked to my nutrition coach. I was like, hey, like, this is what I felt. This is what happened. And we're adjusting it already. Um, but you could see that without me eating over those days, by the end of the weekend, I had no energy. I had no drive for those last two to three events. And, you know, never before have I ever had to do doubles and singles on muscle ups, but I was put in that situation. So obviously my muscles were breaking down and I wasn't recovering. And I think a lot of that was because of the food.
0: You got to hit that short stack up, you know, in Madison, get some pancakes every morning. I you know.
1: (laughs) i was getting some ice cream that was my go-to i
0: I will say you know we sat next to you guys before every briefing and matt fraser was eating like a burrito every time he was the only one eating and i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. you know obviously there's more to it than just having a burrito like that's not my you know advice for people to eat a burrito but clearly he figured out a way to eat and say stay satisfied
1: Mm-hmm. And I think I, he talked about. It. I've I've heard multiple interviews with him after the one year, and it was the year that he I think he lost to Ben Smith, and he was like, "You can't outrun a bad diet." And you know, if he would have won that year, um, you know, he he made it thought it was okay to keep that, and he might not have won as many times as he um, has. So he came back and he adjusted that, and I think um, any games athlete over that weekend learned something, and they're bringing it back and they're adjusting it. To come back even stronger. And that's when you see those athletes increase their performance every year. And to be able to consistently come back and improve is uh, pretty awesome that they're seeing those things that can be changed.
0: So I've owned three affiliates in the past, one of which was by myself, two of them were with partners. And I learned hey, you can get into some pretty bad arguments with your partners. What's, what's something you and Spencer do well to prevent those arguments from happening?:
1: Can you say that one more time you broke out on that one? What,
0: what, what is one thing you and Spencer do well to prevent arguments about box anything box-related from escalating?
1: Yeah, uh, We had that conversation before we even opened up the gym as, you know, wh- whatever we feel that could change in the gym, we sit down and we have a conversation about it. And we, um, so let's just create an example as like, Hey, um, I want to create an Olympic lifting class and we want to do it three days a week. And I might not agree with that. So like what we do is, Hey, you write down what you think it could do to benefit the gym and what you think could go wrong with it. And same thing with me, what can it do to benefit it? And what do I think, um, could be the downfall with that? And then we kind of collaborate on that. We come up with, um, Uh, something in between that we think would benefit the business.
0: So talk it out, basically.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, having that open communication rather than being like, no, we need to do this and this is it. Um, You know, we try and avoid any types of that confrontation.
0: All right, I have one more question, then a couple rapid fire and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. You're 23, recently engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. What is the one thing you're most looking forward to in married life?
1: Uh, well, I, I, I officially have my soulmate and <laughs> I don't have to go out and try and find that and I can put that time towards training a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so, so you're saying the uh, Saxon we've seen has been pursuing women. Now this, you know, imagine ninth place in the world. Now with all this free time to train, who knows what's gonna happen?
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: What what a good reason to get married! I'm sure. Hopefully, she shuts off before this point in the the interview. But no, congratulations! You know, married for about three years now. It's amazing. So hopefully, you will have the same you know blessed life that I've had with my wife. But let me ask you a couple of rapid fire. When when you think about CrossFit and success, who who to you is the most successful person in CrossFit?
1: As an athlete, athlete wise,
0: any, any, well, okay, you know what? I'll make it a little more specific Rich or Matt? Rich. okay. All right.
1: There we go. I, I, I've been watching him since I was 12.
0: Who, who? going off that, who in your mind is most likely to take down Frazier next year? Me. All right. I'll take it. If, you know, you're, you're, only twenty three, but if you could become an expert in any subject, what would it be? Oh,
1: um, business.
0: Smart, smart man, right? You're running a business. Again, being only twenty three, this might be tough. But if you can go back to your younger self at any age and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, um,
1: it would be advice that I, I've I've taken, and it was probably when I was like twelve to like fifteen. Is play as many sports as you can. Um, and that goes to any teen athletes out there. I think it's super important that your body is constantly growing and mine's still growing up to this point and I'm 23. Uh, I'm still looked at as kind of like a, kind of like a, a young, young buck and boyish, <laughs> uh, but play as many sports as you can and be patient with your body. Um, don't, don't push heavy weights, push more technique, and that's going to take you further than any type of heavy lifting will.
0: I don't know if you follow any of the teenagers, but do you, do you see any of them and think, wow, this kid's really looking good and promising and going to carry over to the adult side? Yeah, um,
1: it's, it's funny because my roommate now, we actually he's a coach at my gym. He was a teenager at Shadle, um, and he was kind of put in that position. And I've seen him with a lot of injuries. and I'm not saying it's from heavy lifting, but I, I've seen him come up since he was 15. He's now 19 now. And I, he has he has the goods to be really good at this, and it's just a matter of keeping him healthy. Um, so I think he's someone to watch out for.
0: You probably don't do this often, but if you're laying on the couch flipping through the channels, what movie would you pass by and think, okay, I have to watch this movie?
1: Oh. Yeah, I always got to wet White, white, ch- white Chicks.
0: <laughs> white Chicks. That's what it's... All right. Well, I love that uh, movie. <laughs> like Damon Wayne's Is that Damon Wayne Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, last it's, question. It's the dance in that. <laughs> last question, Saxon. Um, is there any book that you recommend? We try to give out, you know, to our listeners, a, a book club and books that help that help you develop. Is there any book you recommend they check out?
1: Um, there's been a couple that I've read. Um, one that um, really I think impact, impacted my performance was unlocking the subconscious mind. And it helped me a lot with like mentally kind of preparing and uh, listening to my body and uh, knowing what my body's capable of, not what other people's are.
0: I, I love it. I love it. And we look forward to seeing you back on the competition floor. And it's, it's been really great chatting with you. I'd love to give you a moment if there's anything you want to shout out, be it sponsors, your Instagram, CrossFit Cliffside, anything you want to shout out for the listeners out there.
1: Yeah, uh, you can follow me on any of my social media channels, uh, Saxon underscore Pantrick. Uh, that goes across all platforms. And, uh,
0: I don't think if any
1: questions, like reach out to me. That's there's, there's a lot to be taught to these young kids. Uh, so feel free to please reach out and I can answer any types of questions.
0: Well, we really appreciate that. You have an underscore in your Instagram. Is there a Saxon Panchick out there that doesn't have an underscore? Someone, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Tell our friend John, thanks for the connection. And Absolutely. Next time in, I'm, I'm in Ohio, I definitely want to check out Cross the Cliffside.
1: Thank definitely. You. Yeah. Thank you again for having me on.
0: Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode every day, Monday through Friday this week. And we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out best If you haven't already, and you can find us on social media at best hour of their day or email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.